Hello, baby birds. It's me, Jeremy. How are you guys doing? So basically, what I thought we would do today, or tonight, because as you know, Trevor is currently dead. He is, he is warm food. Um, we're going to attempt to bring his spirit back. Um, I, I have with me um, a Ouija board with some of his favorite possessions. Um, of course, those being um, Beyblades. His Beyblade collection, some Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and some weird Italian punk music that I can't pronounce the names of. And and what we're we're gonna do together, we're gonna say some magic words over this Ouija board. And we got our candles, and uh, we're we're gonna say these magic words. So, boys and girls, children of all ages, what I want you to do is repeat after me: Mecca like a high. Mecca, like a hiney ho. <laughs> now, now you say it, kids. Mecca, like a high. Mecca, like a hiney ho. Mecca, like a high. Mecca, like a chiney ho. Okay, let's say it all together, boys and girls. Mecca, like a high. Mecca, like a hiney ho. Mecca, like a high. Mecca, like a chiney ho. Good. Now let's see what happens. What the fuck was that? <laughs> On what universe? I wasn't fucking dead, you son of a bitch. Well, I was to the world uh, of the living, Trevor. No, what it was is you fucking wrestled my mic out of my hands and refused to let me even get near it until you were done with your fucked up bit. You've got a worm sticking over your ear there, buddy. I'm gonna fucking worm you. <laughs> We'll talk about that later tonight in bed. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, what have you done? Like, what What the fuck? What happened? Well, um, in your presence, we talked about sticking twigs in our peepees. Um, there was also a lot of poop talk. And uh, then in the meantime, uh, people laughed at me. Fucking good. I hope they did. Yeah. No one likes me. They all like you. So, welcome back. We missed you. Fuck, I guess I you missed... you want some beer? No. What? <laughs> well, that is completely out of character for me. Break edge, bro. No. I'm 26 years old, and I have no reason to break edge at this point. You wuss? No, you know what? I would, I would actually argue that... I'm less of a wuss than you are because I like to, you know, face my existential dread head on. I mean, I like to be drunk. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, um, so yeah, I was I was sick last week and and Jeremy was solo and we all we all heard the results of that. Uh, but it was a great day. It was uh, well, it was definitely great day something. Um, but we're back now. It's gold and like uh, a golden <laughs> I still have a weird cough. Um, but I'm going to try to keep that away from the microphone as much as possible today. Um, so yeah, what kind of show do we got today, Jeremy? Well, we have Mr. Christian Dryballs here. There, <laughs> Christian Dryball. <laughs> um, he's going to put us under the heat lamp uh, and uh, he's got a good uh -huh. cop, bad cop us try to expose us as frauds. Oh no. Okay. I mean, 
and That's also fine. promote his upcoming pornography career. <laughs> uh, Which if I'm excited about. If, if By I were way, Christy, did he show you the uh, the man thong? No. Oh, it's so good. Show him the man thong. Just show him the man thong. You, you, you see the man thong? Oh. It's a zebra. He has another one that's a giraffe. It's really cool. I just what Check happened out to his Facebook? It's really cool. <laughs> okay, so what are you drinking? Uh, tea and milk stout because once again, healthy bones are important. That's true. Calcium, buddy. You need some calcium. Drink no, up. here's the problem, dude. You have had so much calcium that it's apparently turning into earwax. Yeah. And clogging up your ear canal to the point where you wake up without the ability to hear. I was literally deaf. For a good solid few hours. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it was, was a day. It was a full day and a half. Yeah. So this is a really bad time. Maybe you shouldn't drink so much calcium. I don't think it's due to the uh, milk salt so much as it is just listening to you bitch and complain a lot. Yeah, that would do it too. Yeah. That's a really cool man thong, by the way. I'm going to need you to put it away, though, because I'm getting a little bit frisky feeling, if you know what I mean. All right, so should we... I'm talking to Trevor, of course. Yeah, you are. Uh, should we Should we break and go to the next segment? No, tell people about Krister. I don't know anything about Krister. <laughs> tell people about Krister. Uh, as in, like, just observe what... Uh, this is a fucking horrible no, bit. No, this just, is a terrible just, bit. Just tell people about Krister. <laughs> I know literally nothing about the guy. You pretend you do. Pretend what? What's his favorite color? I don't know. <laughs> What's his favorite band? Who the fuck? No, he knows. Christina Aguilera is the answer. <laughs> I thought you guys were like best friends or something. Uh, no, that's you. You're such a bad friend to your friends. No, that's true, though. I mean, what? what's his favorite cartoon? Uh, The Amazing World of Gumball? No, I don't know. No, Arthur. Arthur is the answer. Also, Little Bear. Oh, fuck. I remember Little Bear. Yeah, and Little Big Town. L- what? Little Big Town. Richard Scarry's Little Big Town, or whatever it was, had the worm that drove around in an apple car. I don't remember that, but I do remember uh, William Joyce's, like, roly-poly, whatever the fuck. I don't know what you're talking about. No? No. This uh, this is, like, the edge of when I stopped watching Nickelodeon, like, for kids. And started watching Nickelodeon for slightly older kids. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I have very vague memories of this show. I remember Eureka's Castle. There was also a, a show about, like, David the Gnome. Mm. That was cool. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terminus Podcast. I don't think we ever actually introduced the podcast. I think we just sort of launched into whatever hellscape Jeremy created. Uh, but my name is Trevor. I'm here with Jeremy and a very special guest, uh, Christer Dreisbach, who is... Hi, Christian. How are we doing, Bells? <laughs> he's, uh, he's here visiting, um, and, and he'll, he'll get into that, but... Um, we're, gonna, we're just going to have kind of a chill discussion. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things we... We've we've been sort of out of practice for a while, just talking. Yeah, uh, it's been a couple weeks. So I got tired of snuggling up to my Trevor body pillow. By there the way, you, you can get that off of Amazon.com. Oh no, Terminus Podcast with Trevor and Jeremy backslash. Boy, do I hate this. Anyway, uh, Amazon.com. 
Um, it's only twenty dollars. Um, we need <coughs> it all of pure organic uh, materials. Uh, God damn. Uh, cruelty free. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. And uh, thanks for thank you for making my weird body pillow products uh, <laughs> vegan friendly. Yeah. Um, it's also got like a nice stroker on the back. Good. So, anyway, uh, we've we've got Krister here. He's visiting, um, and he'll he'll kind of talk a little bit about that. But um, yeah, we're just we're gonna talk about some stuff. Um, not really. I have nothing on my brain at the moment. So, um, Chris, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm I'm Chris Dreisbach. I'm uh, visiting through here as I'm traveling the country on the back of my motorcycle. Uh, just sort of exploring the world, exploring the self type thing. Uh, it's a, a new nomad project, how to how to never stop moving. Uh, and I'm stopping in to visit Jeremy, who's a friend of mine. We met online through mutual friends and just sort of bonded on uh, ideology and stuff. So I met a stranger on the internet and you, did not get raped or killed. You did. You met you met a stranger on the internet and it was good. Th- it was good times. He gives a great I can't massage, talk. by the way. Yeah, it wasn't even catfishing. No, no, no. He That's is good. exactly. As he says he is, and he has a massive penis. Ladies, that's in it's it's, mo- it's mostly in China. Like I'm not uh, I'm not making any of the records here, but uh, you know that's that's why you uh, you know you go where you win. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, I'm just saying gerbils are very well hung for their size. That's what I'm saying. Huge balls. Very huge balls. I have nothing. I, there's nothing for me. To, like what? I mean, I'm have you ever seen anything. a gerbil dick, though? No, I haven't. I, I can't Big say that for I a tiny either. animal. I don't know. I, Whale penises are massive. That's true. That's why they call them dorks. <laughs> 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 oh, I don't even know if that's true or not. You know what? I don't really care. It's it's 12, uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, back on that AM shit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you're, you're traveling the country. So, um, what... What are some interesting places you've been to so far? Um, so I guess everywhere has been. Pretty yeah, interesting. that's that's actually part of it, is that like even these weird little small towns you go through. Um, uh, when I got here to OKC, I actually went on a little side trip. I took a friend that I'm staying with here back out to Colorado. We want to do some camping in the mm-hmm. closest mountains to Oklahoma, pretty much Colorado. So even going on that, we stop stopping for gas. You see these weird little motels and stuff with the uh, old neon, you know, Chevron signs, but all the doors are missing and they're just all hauled out. There's nothing that it's not like a tourist trap, but it's just wildly intriguing. So that's kind mm-hmm. of what I'm enjoying about this trip. But um, it started with it, the death ride, as my uh, dad and his buddies call it. They uh, do one every year, and this one was for the uh, uh, total eclipse. So we went up to the mm-hmm. Tetons, where we were going to have the full two and a half minutes of totality, and that was friggin' awesome. And on the way up there, we went through Gallup, New Mexico, um, Leadville, Colorado, which is the highest city in the country, which is that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Cody, Wyoming, and then we went up a little bit into uh, Montana to come down the Beartooth Pass, which is just a really cool switchback of, uh, most switchbacks in the country or some some stat like that, but it was a hella fun motorcycle riding. Oh, I can uh, imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And then dropping down, like I said, into the Tetons where we hung out and uh, stayed at the lodge there to watch the eclipse. Mm-hmm. And then from there, parting ways, coming back down through uh, Colorado and uh, out here to OKC, like I said, and I've been hanging out with my friend while I'm doing... My tires are shredded. I've I've got some uh, uh, carb work to do, and just like a bunch of little stuff, you know, ride wear, nothing big, but sure. Um, so enough to where the the if you added all of it together, it means you can't really 
ride your motorcycle that well yeah that absolutely and so yeah just sort of grounded and getting that shit all in together mm-hmm. and uh i'll be heading out to probably tuesday or whatever but yeah so what what led you on the journey in the first place like what kind of inspired you to hop on that bike and go see the country the way that you are um, me and me and the motorcycle are just always sort of a thing. I, I can't get over two wheels, like riding into curves and all that stuff is just, and I'm not like a, like a adrenaline junkie. I, I mean, I, I was going like a hundred through Kansas. Oh, didn't say that. But, uh, <laughs> um, you, you want to get out of Kansas as yeah, as possible. Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's beyond just enjoying the bike. I had a, at 2016, like it was for a lot of people, it was a super rough year for me. I had a bunch of sure. stuff in my life sort of implode and fall apart. And, Rest in uh, peace, Bowie. What's well, yeah exactly yeah, um, so that year just started out shit yeah never and got, yeah it kept getting get kicked in the dick right and uh, so it so it was part of like all right because I had done a bunch of things to get things back on track you know uh, different work efforts and stuff like that mm-hmm. and I just wasn't really feeling the satisfaction that I wanted and I've always had sort of a nomadic tendency I love to travel I love I, I don't have like a home base mentality I like to just keep moving so I'm part of this is. I'm I'm on a planned month or more trip. I'm going to be going out to Maine as my final destination, at least for this stretch. Um, family out there. But mm-hmm. after that, the plan is to basically keep moving, not stopping for anything more than like a month or so, depending on what town I'm in. Um, like I said, I'm from Tucson, Arizona, and that's home base. That's that's as close as it gets. You know, i got family out there. So, you know, stop in and be with them for, you know, probably the wintertime. I'll probably basically snowbird it, like just hide from the winter in, in Tucson and then just keep riding for the rest of it. But, yeah, just... Don't stop riding. New Nomad. Keep finding uh, your joy and pleasure and whatever it takes to like actually explore life in, in reality, not just uh, you know live the day-by-day, day, 9 to 5, all that crap. Now, sure. you, you keep saying uh, New Nomad. Um, what is that, if you don't mind? That's just my terminology that, or the phrase or term I came up for for my like this sort of project. Um, I'll be uh, blogging and, and trying to do even some like videos, um, not just like like tour descriptions, but also like gear loadouts and, and fixes on the road. Like on the way back from Colorado, I had a middle of the night working on my clutch on the side of the road. And so things like that, which are not only to me interesting, so I'm hoping they're interesting to other people, but like I ride an old BMW. It's still carbureted. It's an old uh, R100R from 94, which isn't that old, but it's the last of that series. So it's a dying breed so people who know about that stuff are fewer and far between and so anything that 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 i learn i would love to share with other people because i go looking for that information it's not it's not that readily available yeah so um and i love to share knowledge right like that's the best gift you can give someone so yeah um and plus like again yeah just enjoying the journey meeting amazing people like whether it's um people that i know like you or people that you stop in a bar and you just end up talking with somebody and i've had amazing conversations with so many different people um, I was in Dodge. I went through Dodge because that was in between here and or uh, yeah here and Denver when I was leaving, and I was looking for a midpoint. So Dodge City, hell yeah! I'm, I'm into like you know Tucson, so I'm into westerns. Yeah. I played Doc Holiday in a short film and stuff like that. <laughs> so I go out there and I'm hanging out in Dodge. It's like 7 a.m. and the little mini saloon that operates there is actually functioning. And I meet this old guy who plays accordion and piano for the you know the saloon dancers, the can can type stuff. And yeah. We were just hanging out, and he gave me a beer and just drinking with this guy at 7 o'clock in the morning. He's showing me his photo album, his old accordions. He's got, like, 30 of them. And like I said, you meet this guy and talk with him for an hour, and it's it's good stuff, man. It's pure gold. That's rad as fuck, man. Absolutely. And, and that's... Um... That's one thing. I mean, you're not just you're not just going to interesting places. You're you're, you're I'm assuming also talking to people all across the country. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's there's no not necessarily no rock left unturned, but no rock that I'm gonna not stop to inspect as I walk along. Like mm-hmm. I, it's 
because all of it, again, all of it's intriguing. I mean, I've, I've got plans to do some really cool stuff, maybe go to a, a glass museum up in uh, New York from somebody that, again, just another mutual online friend. And that'll be neat, and it's a planned thing, but all the interesting things are usually the sort of happenstance, kismet, whatever, is where, like I said, you either meet really cool people or something interesting happens. Like I said, the bike fi- fixes... Uh, you know, misadventure is a big part of adventure. So right. whether it's you know fixing my gas tank or, or that clutch fix on the freeway, um, that's triumphing over those things is part of what makes it such a, like a, again, adventure, right? Like yeah. if Frodo just walked to the uh, mortar and threw it in, like it was going to the grocery store, it'd be a shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It, it definitely would be. Um, okay. Uh, that's actually, it, it's funny you say that. Um, I've been thinking a lot about that because... Uh, I keep hearing this refrain, like, why didn't they just use the fucking eagles? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, hold on. Yeah. No. Like, that cuts out, like, 800 pages of this 1,000-page right. book just, about just the Just airdrop journey. that thing in. It's exactly. a volcano, right? It's open to the skies. It's, so. Exactly. Like, I personally hate Lord of the Rings. The sooner it was over, the better. Get on that fucking eagle, end it in, like, 30 minutes. We're good. This is this is why we actually aren't friends, Jeremy. I, I was mean, going to say, true. I love Lord of the Rings. I mean, you can have your opinions. I... I love Lord of the Rings because it's that it's the fantasy shit. You know, I'm a D and D kid. And I can live my life in that. You know, every Red Bull is a uh, mana potion I'm saving for when I need it. And <laughs> it's it's that I live my life in fantasy, and and so uh, yeah, I can appreciate it for that. But there are a lot of uh, plot holes. But fucking, you know, Star Wars can go fuck itself too, and that's got as many plot holes. I agree with that. Fuck Star Wars. I mean, I so we just you, lost you so even, many listeners. <laughs> you can't even talk. You you played 106 hours of Persona recently. Yeah, that's not Star Wars. It's, it's a good not game. Star Wars. Good story. Actually, didn't you didn't you say that you had to stop because you hit like a, a fucking wall in yeah. the game? And then I lost four hours of gameplay. <laughs> and I got pissed and haven't picked it up back up. I think that was like two months ago. Yeah, it was. I'm still mad about it. Oh well, I'm sorry. I thought about picking it back up, and then I remembered, and then I just put it back on the shelf and left it there. Sad. Times. Probably gonna sell it. That's you want to buy it? Feeling. I don't. I don't need it. I have, I have an Xbox. I mean, you could try playing it on the Xbox. I don't think it would work. It might work. Oh, that's not how that works. I mean, try anyway. It. Uh, we have a guest. <laughs> yeah, Christian Dryballs. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that's not gonna. That career is not gonna take off. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. I endorse it. Terminus Podcast um, fully endorses and supports. Christian Dryballs is, um, is uh, pornography career. I, uh, you can also visit um, oh. uh, Christian at uh, Christian Dryballs's facesmytoilet.com. Well, we're, we'll, we'll hold plug till the end, but like if you do go to my <laughs> Patreon, uh, the, no nomad, the new nomad, um, if if I hit if I hit five grand, yeah, I'll do a porno. Fuck it. <laughs> Fantastic. Jesus Christ. I, watch, I intend... watch him hit five grand because of this fucking podcast. I know. Like, I am I so no excited. Like, God damn it. I really hope that we can. I mean, I'm uh, comfortable. Fuck yeah. it. I'm super excited. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Oh man. I'm all horny just thinking about it. Can can we move on to anything else? Like literally <laughs> anything. Yes. Great. What? I understand Krister uh, uh, wanted to uh, interrogate us. Yeah, that is true. Um, th- just, that is one of the reasons you're here, not just not just because you're good company and because you, you happen to be passing through, but because uh, you got opinions about our opinions and you want to interrogate our opinions. 
d- d- even in the initial introduction, I, I'm I'm a, I, I come with love and compassion. I am not sure. here to witch on anybody, but uh, I'm a fan of the podcast. So while listening to you guys, there's definitely going to be. I'm I mean, sorry. if I could like record myself while I'm listening to it, it would. <laughs> I mean, it'll sound like the rants of a crazy man, but without the uh, context. But cool. Um, uh, I yeah. mean, we like crazy people, too. I mean, I'm sure to be fair, here. this podcast sounds like the rants of two crazy people. I mean, he is doing a podcast with me, and I mean, if you listen to the last episode... I that mean, was just That was a so great special. A episode. I don't care what you say. I, I said it was so special. It was it was good. But, um, you so you have, you have reactions to things that we say at the time that you're sort of... Yeah, uh, and I'm listening, and, and so that makes it kind of difficult to just be like, oh, well, I remember this thing from episode one. Right, right. For sure. I, like, took, I was, while listening to you guys, I had, like, taken some little, like, side job notes just on mm-hmm. some things that were, like, possibly worthy, to- worthy talking points, but, uh, like, at the end of the day, yeah, like, listening to the podcast, really, it's, this, this is it, like, sitting here and uh, bullshitting with you guys, I'm sure we'll, we'll find some things to, absolutely. I mean, fuck Star Wars, right, so, yeah, yeah. We'll, no, we'll, that's, we'll find that's things fair. to, uh, to, uh, uh, burn and build, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, whatever's coming. I feel like we just lost, like, so many listeners just off the Star Wars comment alone. They don't deserve it. Yeah, fuck Jason, <laughs> like, seriously, if Jason is You know Star he's Wars, got a Jedi flat bill. He does. God. Oh, Absolutely. I miss Jason so much. Anyway, um, hit us so, up at uh, the Terminus Podcast at gmail.com, Jason. Whenever you get out of FBI custody, though. <laughs> God damn it! Um, <laughs> really poking the bear on that one. That's you know, it'll be twenty years that'll come bite you in the ass. You know, I can't the wait. Mailbox, you know. That's fine. You won't know where we live at that point. It's okay. We'll be under uh, assumed identities. Exactly. We'll have to. Go Welcome to, to the Terminus Podcast. We're with in Chet Whitney. and <laughs> Gregory. <laughs> oh, God damn it! I call Chet. Fine. I guess I'm Gregory then, or Gregory, whatever the hell. That's Christian. That is Christian. Well, for I'm gonna have to go into hiding too from association, so I'm going by Bartholomew. <laughs> That's fair. I like Bartholomew. I feel like it fits you. Yeah, it's the fit. goatee. It, it yeah. fits. It fits the traveling philosopher yeah. shtick. It's easy to mostly drop into goatee. The bard. Exactly. You can shorten it to Bart. It's great. <laughs> uh, so, where I guess so where philosophically are you coming from? Um, generally speaking, like I said, you, you guys have said the uh, you're both pretty much on the anarchist uh, page. Mm-hmm. You more than uh, Jeremy, but uh, I'm pretty dyed in the wool anarchist. Uh, it's a Again, and I'm sure it's fucking hard to explain and try and like defend. It's like not all Maltovs and stuff, which is usually the first talking point. But sure. uh, it's Been really just about it. yeah, right. It's really just about the I'm I'm about no force, no rulers, voluntarism, um, people making choices entirely of their own free will, mm-hmm. and because uh, at the end of the day, there's not any amount of force that is productive, right? Like any governing force is corruptible, down to you know person to person, you and a loved one, you forcing somebody into rehab even isn't going to help them more than them wanting to do it themselves so the best you can do is support and love whether that's person to person or on a community scale or whatever so that's that's where i'm coming from i'm I'm pretty free love anarchist uh it's leans towards capitalism but i I don't like using that term because it's it's got a lot of bad blood with it but it's free markets mostly just like not separation of (laughs) church and state separation of church and commerce like not controlled because at the end of the day anything that can be controlled can be bought Sure. And uh, that's where capitalism fails. It becomes corporatism, which gets a lot of the rap for, uh, you know, capitalism failures. It's really corporatism. Somebody got bought out somewhere. No. 
but uh, anyway, so that's most of, uh, like I said, where I'm coming from. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, beans. I don't think we're gonna have any disagreements. Ah, really. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, uh, so I'm. I'm well, actually. If we, pull down your pants, let boys. Me, it's time oh, for a circle let me, jerk. Let me just let, just to start. Well, I got some gasoline for the fire. So one of the one of the things that I often see with you guys hearing you talk is um, uh, a lot of things. Really, like the concepts with um, Trump or the mm-hmm. Charlottesville. Any of those things, and they're all valid and they're worthy talking points. Like they're they're things that we should be discussing at some point. I am. I am. I do nomad. I don't watch TV. I don't do anything. So I, I try to stay out of it. Like politics is not my thing. It's more about philosophy. But looking at that, I like looking at those deeper points of like what we're actually disagreeing on and the associations. So like there's a couple things that you guys had brought up with um, like Trump and, and even like the elections and stuff. The uh, I'm trying to think of it here. Let me pull up my uh, list here. Yeah, go ahead. That's uh, fine. Dead air. No, no, no. Um, there's no dead air here. Okay, so, like, just as one point, like, so, I think it was, you said something about, like, um, Trump and the godly person and the whole, like, grabbing by the pussy comment and stuff, yeah. right? Like, so, you also regularly shit on uh, Christianity. Fair, I do. Fair, fair, that's yeah. totally worthy. Um, uh, like, because I'm just, I'm just anti-religion of all kind. If you, if you follow a mass religion, I'll fuck all that noise. Um, but, okay, so Trump, the godliness with the pussy thing, like, the people who are supporting Trump, this is where it's, like... It, people are so fucking lost. It's all contradictions. Mm-hmm. Grabbing a woman by the pussy is Christian. Women have always been submission or under the submission of, of the patriarchy in the Christian world. That right. You absolutely grab them by the pussy. So, of course, none of those motherfuckers who are Christian or in that mindset even are going to disagree with that. Well, that, that concept actually came from the fact that um, this is a group of people and keep in mind I, I, I see a lot of the Christian population is kind of more uh, suppressed and oh, especially especially sexually but also uh, verbally mentally there's a lot just, of suppression yeah, involved just socially yeah yeah and uh, so you know they're not going to go out and talk about the gimp mass that they have hiding in their no, their bedstand drawer you know no um, but you know whenever you look at uh, uh, Christianity one of the biggest things that you kind of see is uh like say, uh, and it's predominantly women that end up having to go through this from my experiences where if they were um, to be in a, let's say that they, they were to cheat on their husband or whatever, or just file for the divorce or just be a little more promiscuous, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's that same crowd that's going to end up shitting on that person. And I, I, I've seen that personally in, in my own churches. I had a, a youth uh, pastor who... Um, uh, was fucking a married woman in the church. She was shit on and actually pretty much all but exiled from the church while he was still paraded around as like this great man, even though they were both committing the same sin, right? So, and so, like, my issue lies more in the fact that um, the same crowd um, is so quick to kind of defend someone who would have that kind of mindset but at the same time, shit all over a person of the opposite gender um, for pretty much committing the same kind of act, uh, I guess. You, you I think, see where I'm coming from? I think you're from? absolutely right. I, don't, I would argue only that that's not. That, that's maybe more extreme in the any, any religious community. I mean, fucking women getting acid thrown on them mm-hmm. in the, um, the Middle East like for adultery or whatever. Like, I don't they, disagree. The religious stuff, that's part of why I hate it, almost always... Um, like amplifies the shit but we yeah. see that every day like you know a, a dude fucks like four chicks and he's a fucking player and a yeah. chick is you know promiscuous and she's just a hoe like that's i think that type of mentality is pretty 
like broad strokes. But I if guess. you think about it, though, and th- and this is why what I think I uh, why I think what I said is 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 necessary, at least to me, is because we live in a society where, granted, that that white Christian population is kind of dwindling in comparison to where it was before, right? I think it's down something like thirty or forty percent, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. As of this year, <laughs> uh, versus what's well, even moment. like? Because again, we we were talking about that earlier, just off mic, but just like about stats, like because even well, those stats, like how many people are calling themselves Christian just because they were raised Christian that aren't actually Christian, is it like yeah. non-practicing Jews and stuff? Like I think, yeah. It doesn't really, like it, look at the overall mentality. This is not a Christian country. We are no. most people are for gay marriage. Nobody really gives a fuck except for these small, really hardcore. Yeah. And again, that's what we're seeing from like the alt right and, and the alt left is what we get presented with is always these extreme views. Like, well, it's it's never going to be the moderates that are on the news because we don't right. care about that. We want to see the bloodshed and the gladiatorial battle. Of so, of course, and and that's the thing. Like, we live in a society that is predominantly inspired by. Uh, things like the media kind of portraying these scenes and, and really Even directed by the yeah exactly and and also being directly influenced by uh, religious leaders across the board who would promote these things as as just a fact instead of uh, a discussionary point you know what I mean and uh, and, and and I think that's where I still feel like I'm, I'm still kind of correct there you know what I mean mm-hmm. I, I I believe that. Um, that that viewpoint that you brought up just on a social level uh men are paraded around as as the players and the pimps and shit where you have like the women who are uh paraded around as the whores and And we see uh, the the inverse of it too yeah and and it all comes from in my opinion the same place and just because i've seen i've been a part of that community that has um kind of still paraded that around under the same steeple you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so... Like I said, church is as much a factor of culture as, as language or uh, yeah. anything else. And there are, you know, different social groups and different cultures have all different kinds of ways to oppress themselves. And that's part of, again, I don't like religion because it's more of a groupthink idea. Right. The cultures that lead us into the groupthink where we start repressing each other or trying to ostracize each other for not doing what everybody else is doing. That's what we usually fight against with, with like, the LGBT community and the... Uh, um, Black Lives Matter. It's all of that is about like, you know, not ostracizing people or giving people shit for anything other than just like actual shitty behavior. If you're gonna do something right. shitty, we can get mad at you for it. But if but if the prejudice, right? That's the yeah. word I'm looking for. We're fighting prejudice. We don't want to prejudge people and then act on that. Uh, right. So, well, let me ask you a question, and 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 this is why I think the Trump thing always really bothered me, um, because when Donald Trump had said that. Everybody was so quick to defend him. When they right? grabbed him by the pussy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But whenever Hillary was running, one of the first things that people ran to was making fun of her because of Bill Clinton, right? Not actually chastising Bill Clinton, but kind of uh, targeting her because of Bill Clinton's actions. Now, what would well, have happened... False association type shit, but... Right. But what would have happened if uh, Hillary Clinton would have gone and said something similar you know what i mean like what it's, would have happened to her campaign i mean in the end? It's i can actually answer that like there, there was a fucking there was an incident uh the problem is that like she said some actually shitty things mm-hmm. um this was i think 93 right she was recorded talking about super predators and how yeah specifically black men were 
these like ultimate criminals. Oh yeah, I remember so, that. And yeah. she was arguing against gay marriage. Like, she, yeah, and, and like yeah. all of this shit wasn't enough to destroy her during the primaries, but right. like. Uh, and the Trump administration didn't really use any of that against her, but it, it all sort of added up. I mean, you know, there there are a lot of different factors as to, quote-unquote, why Trump won or alternately why Hillary lost. Right. But I think part of it does have to do with the fact that, like, she has been on record being a horrible person. Right. That's I, I We talked about it earlier, and I literally said the same thing, where it's like, like, I, fuck Trump, he's an asshole. But, like, I will just, to, again, just say it like it is, he doesn't have the... Um, historical political record of doing a bunch of fucked up things. I'm sure he will do that just fine. He's already well on the yeah, way. Yeah, he is. He's but Hillary doing that does thing. have that, so it's immediately like again the whole being under FBI investigation is like no, immediately out. Like I don't that not even then because I also fuck the FBI. But but <laughs> I, I, <laughs> just fuck it all. <laughs> the CIA and the FBI again. We talked about earlier. It's like those are two of my those are some serious demons that we need to take care of because it's not elected. It's all fucking uh, nepotism and and. It's insidious and incestuous and just there's no control over it and that's what's actually it's all the black money that's what's presenting shit to the government one way or another so you know that's a whole other fucking that's a whole (laughs) we are we are tangent we are tangenting pretty hard but no i mean like so there's there's some things like i think what bothers me the most about the the grabbing by the pussy statement um is is not the perception of hypocrisy i mean i don't know if there's anybody who truly believes that trump was ever presenting himself as a stand-up guy, like, or even like a Christian? I think. Or, right? No, I well, no, he he did no, he like pray really with with that, with, yeah. with evangelicals and like. Okay. But I, I mostly, it's, he's he's trying on hats. He's trying right. on different jackets, um, and that's that's sort of his whole shtick is that he's never part of anything. He's he's, he's a, just sort he's of a persuasion artist, that's picking the whole out thing things is... exactly, and so. What what really I think bothered me about that is that there was there was some pushback, um, but ultimately it didn't matter. Right. Um, what 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 mattered was that he was still able to make these promises to people, and people couldn't see through him. Right. And you know all of the horrible shit he said. Ultimately, none of it mattered right. Right. towards right. the like like nothing could take his campaign down. Well, if we talk about like the bitching about like the electoral college concept, it's like you're the the populace. He didn't even have to convince anybody. Like he just yeah. it's whoever the feds want to be the feds. Is it's a it's a you know it's the boys team of uh, we we bring in who we want and we don't let in who we don't. Like again, Bernie or or Ron Paul, any of those like more stand up and also fuck Bernie, but any of those more stand up <laughs> yeah, guys who would be. If you were good enough to do something positive with the government, you would be fucking killed. Yep. And that's the whole problem is like, so again, for me, it's stepping back from Trump and Hillary and all that shit. And like, we, we're all just throwing shit like monkeys and stop fighting the anti-fast versus the fascist. Stop swinging. Stop hitting. I, I, even I get the idea of fighting fascism and stuff. But on both sides, everybody stop fighting let's find some common ground and something we can actually move forward with so that's a question i have can you find common ground with fascists i think honestly i think you can find common ground with anybody there was that i forget the guy's name there was that one black guy who was meeting up with kkk guys and convincing them away from it that's a sure. perfect example of that and it's, it's that's a that's a rarity it's platinum diamond rare there, it's not gonna that be is time. that's true so but the other thing is it's just also being okay you don't have to find the common ground to 
to agree. It's about learning to agree to disagree. You guys do your thing. Fuck it. Do your thing over there. As long as you're not affecting me or anybody else. <laughs> and I get it. There's the fear that that might happen, like the that somebody could be affected by it. And I'm, I would never defend white supremacists or the KKK or the Nazis or anybody, but... I, that's the whole point. I'm not defending anybody but me and my own. Me, my family, my community, my friends. I don't want the group thing to start driving sure. political revolt and all this. Because we'll end up killing each other. It'll be a fucking civil war. And it's, nobody wants that. We're all just simple and confused. And group think ideally up together to try and like have our identity. And we're scared. And So I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in free association. I, I mm-hmm. think that you know communities and individuals should gather how they choose to how, how they choose to mm-hmm. do so and organize in such a way that you know their resources can be sort of um, managed you know self-managed By the appropriately using the resources um, and you know there there is a very interesting um, oh god I forget his name but uh, he's he's a regular guest on this podcast the final straw radio um, which is an anarchist podcast it's weekly uh, and basically he said the same thing you know hey I will gladly help the Nazis move to whatever shitty covenant communities they, um, you know, want to create that's whites only or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. and then build, help them build that wall that surrounds them entirely. Um, and and I, like, I would agree with that. I, I think, you know, worst comes to worst, or I, I guess in the most ideal situation possible, I would have no problem helping a Nazi move away from my diverse community. But... <clears throat> Ultimately, I think the, the problem that we're running into, and it's something that I see a lot in libertarian anarchist voluntary circles, is a, sort of a disconnect between what's happening in the thing that we call the country, the nation, and sort of what we would like to see be borne out. Um, because there there is this idea of the nation that people find very convincing people would probably identify themselves as nationalists if you never used that word but used all the descriptors that sort of go right, along. Right, right. The feeling comes before the description. Exactly. You know, if, if you started saying, hey, so that makes you a nationalist, they'd be like, no, it doesn't. I'm a Democrat or mm-hmm. whatever. Well, it's the and, same concept <clears throat> with the people that were read off like Hitler quotes and they sure. were told like Obama said it or something exactly. like that and they agreed with it. Uh, but... You know, there, there's a lot to be said about team sports as well, and that's a whole other fucking barrel of fish that we could get into. Probably shouldn't. Um, I think it's monkeys. Eh, barrel of fish, barrel of monkeys, <laughs> it's all the same to me. Uh, but the, um, the, the thing that I see is because the idea of the nation is still so strong and because, you know, it, it's tied together by this concept called government that, shouldn't have any power over any of us but somehow fucking does we uh, granted to them like we, we do we slow yeah um the fascists so-called are given power let's say you know i'm not uh, i would argue that that's already happened that trump is um a stepping stone towards that and that you know fascism light our, well, our government has been fascistic, oh, imperialistic, colonialistic since we can, the fucking. We, no, we can Lincoln, totally talk. Man. We like, can talk about fucking Roosevelt. We can talk about. There's pretty. There's um, very few presidents that don't deserve to be hung <laughs> for war crimes. Absolutely, like, I agree. Bush. So like, so oh, again, going as, going back before. Like no, I said, I, I like, just talk about Bush. I, Lincoln, man. Like you go far enough back, it gets. They're all dirty. They're like, all dirty. So 
the point with the anarchy thing though is we step away from that national thing. We as anarchists sure. know that the national shit you don't control me. Your your laws are paper and they don't mean anything to me. That's absolutely correct. And the the only thing that I would say sort of that we're butting up against is that fascists are in the police. Fascists Yes. Like actual identifying fascist, we can call cops fascist as sort of an I, entity. I hate cops. Like I, yeah, I, I do I'm, too. I'm all, I get that. But actual like self-identified, I joined the Aryan Nation or white, you know, white supremacist group or the fucking Hammerskins or whoever, and I am a fucking Nazi. I mean, there's this dude in uh, wherever the fuck Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, Interim police chief. Exactly. Who was running a white supremacist record label, um, and. This is sort of a clear and present danger to the communities that we would like to see, you know, sort of ideally spring up in an anarchist society. Um, They're not self-selecting. They're not moving to a compound in Montana. They're not... They're they're wanting. They're trying to thrust themselves on everybody else. They're, which they're, everybody's doing. Well, they're they're wanting. To, they're wanting to remove the, the, everyone the else. Entire and state. Just stay. Right, that's the get out of my country, right? It's, I, get, I, I get that. So, ultimately... I just don't think it's as much of a threat as it's being presented. Like, we were saying, the media has a lot to do no, with it. And, and like, what will they actually do? You know, like, let them march. Fuck it, dude. Like, the problem is the, the government. If they have any control with the government where they're able to start doing where, things, where, where they have military amass... power or control exactly. of laws, that's a problem. But that's already a problem, way before the it fascists. Is. It's already a problem. I mean, the government, the fascists will go away like the dust. Man, the, that's the concepts, the, the concepts that are sort of involved in creating a government like the one that we have in the United States or anywhere in the world um, tend towards fascism. Um, there's there's a lot of evidence to, to suggest that, like, even the most democratic society, if you sort of just let it go as it is going, like, in terms of... It will of, all lead towards decay and entropy. That's exactly. sort of the nature of strike at the root, right? You constantly have to focus on re-assessing exactly. where we're actually at and being making sure we're not controlling anybody, even on, like, a subversive level where we don't realize it, like... Exactly. And so, like, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from, from the aspect of, like, ideally, I would like for nobody to fight. I would like for there to... Um, Attack my family and I'll kill you. Like, sure. I, I'm all down for the fight. I think it should just be much more personal. When we group up and try and group our group against their group, I think it's more important to have a very direct relation to I, it. I when... think a lot of those groups, so you got to understand... Like, I, I understand where you're coming from. Like, I'll, I'll protect my own and the ones that I love and myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are those, and I, I think, like, me and Trevor kind of side on the same uh, side on, on this one. And correct me if I'm wrong. That's but, like, we, we do think that there are, or at least I do, um, I think that there are people who just aren't capable or brave enough to defend themselves. Um, you're absolutely right. And, and so, like, and just like the Unite the Right thing, I can look at the Unite the Right and actually pinpoint one, uh, one very specific event out of the Unite the Right that does not involve the car, um, but it was the uh, racist kids um, literally smashing on the head of a black man while screaming, die, you know, and the racial epithet that I won't repeat. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why some of those groups get together to defend those individuals because they understand that like if you have that one black person there's not going to always be like out of any large group of people on either side 
there's always going to be the one person with ill intentions, at least there, one. And then you've got yes. like that group mentality where okay, that one person reacts, all of a sudden apple, I can yeah. release and so you know, I think there's something to be said for a descriptive rather than a prescriptive mm-hmm. uh, view of things like anti-fascism, Antifa, um, being that you don't you don't have to agree with what they're doing. Um, I, I I don't agree with everything you know literally everything that uh, groups like Rose City Antifa have ever put out, but I do agree that there is a need for anti-fascism in in whatever As a sense mentality, and, yes and that can manifest itself in different ways i think the the shows of violence the um the sort of the performative aspect of this um that we see to their level, right? I mean, well i i wouldn't say it's sinking to their level because on one hand you've got people who believe in racial you know ethnic cleansing Right. And on the other hand, you've got people who believe in not ethnic cleansing. Right. At a very basic level. Well, so the idea is when the ethnic <laughs> cleansing starts occurring, that's when you... If there's anything that... Mm-hmm. Again, on a personal level, you see somebody getting jumped for their anything, just and somebody getting jumped, you go interfere, uh, or raped, or mugged, or whatever... It, do be a good person and stand up guy and, yeah. and not everybody's going to do that there's going to be some people no. who are not brave enough and that's fine no judgment there like there's go ahead work together to actually solve your community issues and you will do more like again when we talk about the self be a good person and you'll be able to help your family and community more the more your family and Absolutely. community work the more you'll be able to help your nation or whatever degrees you want to build that up to well I, I hope we wouldn't build it up to the nation but anyway well, yeah <laughs> well even just communities being able to work together community but so to that end, uh, I, I can I can give you some positive aspects of Antifa that you might actually find edifying. Um, have you heard of the group called Redneck Revolt? Uh, yeah, actually I have. I was talking with Jeremy about some little side mm-hmm. story, but that's not important. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, no, no problem. Uh, Redneck Revolt, um, little chapters all across the country, their basic premise is that they go to um, protests and things like that as anarchists or as, you know, progressives or what have you, and they're carrying... They're packing heat, basically. They're they're carrying the point is like stand by defense of the protesters, right? Exactly. We're not part of this. We're just here to help you maintain your rights. Exactly. And and that's dope. I can get behind that. It's it's super cool because they're also sort of organizing in their communities. They have to because um, you know part of it is they're you know they're organizing to protect undocumented people, which is incredibly important right now after Mm -hmm. the repeal of DACA. Um, It's they're protecting other communities of color, black communities, things like that. You know, in a similar fashion to. Um, the Black Panther Party's sort of show of armed force. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm from Tucson. Um, we got a plenty of immigration issues. Absolutely. I see plenty of the people working together just like, no, you're not taking apart our families. And exactly. that's good. People in, a, super in good. that instance. Um, so what I actually wanted to get to is that there are some Redneck Revolt groups and, and some Antifa groups that are actually getting together with um, right-wing um, three-percenter groups and saying, hey, you know, this is what's going on in the community uh, you know, this is what different groups are are trying to do, um, and also, you know, this is who we're you know trying to defend our communities against, and they're they're building bridges. You know, these mm-hmm. these three Finding percenter that groups, ground. yeah, exactly. These three percenter groups are no, that's dope. That's good. Commonly that's good thought anarchy. of as 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 Nazis and things like that, but they're they're not. They're just they have this really weird idea of patriotism and sort of protecting the the constitution um but also um you know there's there's a historical aspect to this as well and and something that is kind of um rebuilt itself after harvey and probably gonna 
really kick into gear after Irma and the next one. Um, the idea of uh, sort of community um, community relief, I should say. Uh, there is a group started after Hurricane Katrina called Common Ground Collective. It was basically this uh, group of anarchists and, and other malcontents, so to speak, um, who traveled to New Orleans after Katrina to basically defend um, the black community in the Lower Ninth Ward from um, sort of these bozos running around with guns threatening them. Um, but also, when they got there, they discovered that there were medical and food needs that mm, needed to be met. Just resources. And yeah. the, the Red Cross wasn't meeting them, and these other large organizations weren't helping. And this has already started to occur in Houston. It's already started. Yeah. Hopefully, it will start to occur in Florida. Mm -hmm. um, although, the best thing that could have happened is that nothing happens in Florida. Um, but Irma has been cross. pretty powerful. So... Um, you know, these are all also groups that are attached to Antifa. And so there's this the concept of Antifa is nothing but violent thugs. And I would say that, you know, as with anything related to anarchism, and as you mentioned at the yeah, beginning of the show, it's not that, yeah. all Molotovs. Um, it's, it's a complex, multifaceted sort of belief set that also has this show of force with black blocks and, and other things. And you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater necessarily no um but ultimately you know i would say you know as with anything support the good um you you don't have to agree with or you can also criticize the bad and and kind of just go from there wow that was a long just sort of rant i'm sorry you're totally good dude <laughs> um i even interrupted I'm, let you talk. Times, I'm really sorry for that but uh you're you're totally just fine. on the so you're right. So do not throw a baby out with the bathwater. There's some really good things that come out of all those groups. I'm a big supporter of like the um, personal defense training groups and stuff like that. Like that's a big thing. I'm a huge DIY guy. I mean, I'm a general contractor. When I go and you know fix somebody's uh, light switch or something, I want to show you how to do it. Like I said, knowledge is the best gift you can give. So coming together and and, and learning together and training and getting better at being you know ourselves is awesome. I think that the problem I have, again, with anti-fascists, as much as fascists, again, to me, they're, it's the same as like Republicans and Democrats. We're like sort of changing the language of what sides we're, we're really we're trying to draw one single battle line and say, I'm either this or that. And that, to me, is unhealthy. That breeds that groupthink. And I think that what we've gotten to is the point where the anti-fascists and the fascists both have it's, – it's cops and robbers. You get guns, then we get guns. Then you get bigger guns, now we get bigger guns. And we're escalating each other by saying it's, – it's been call to arms on both sides. I mean, from – from the not I'm thinking Redneck Revolt, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. It's the uh, John Brown Gun Club. Some some no, it was one of the more more negative ones that was saying like you know when you go to this uh, this this I think it was the Charlottesville thing when you go to this rally, bring you know where oh, no uh, that that was that was the alt right. Yeah, exactly. The and they were like, yeah, the but wear, wear your protective shit, bring your uh, your guns or whatever, mm -hmm. defend yourselves, and, and boy, did and then they. the the antifas are showing up to protest it with gas masks and fucking bats and shit and it's like you it's it's gang warfare and i don't think like i get the idea behind it and it's like noble or not from whatever side even like whatever nobility you would build into it from your back ass words mindset of being like a white supremacist like whatever nobility you think that you have with that is completely dismissed when you decide to come to the grounds the common grounds where we're actually trying to move forward and make things better when you're showing up there with your baseball bats and your uh fighting words mm -hmm. i think that that's unhealthy so i think that that's my big point is that 
nobody's necessarily wrong in their, I mean, fuck fascism. I, I, like I said, I, I align ideology way more with the, the anti-fast, but like I said, I think that the problem is that the anti-fast's um, zealot nature is, is what is, is justifying the fucked up thing coming from the alt-right, where it's like, oh, see, they hit us, now yeah. I can hit them. And then mm-hmm. they say, well, they hit us, now well, I can hit there, them. And there, there was a time, and I, I will say this, and it's unfortunate I have to, but I mean, Richard Spencer was coming out looking like the good guy there for a little while. You know, um, that's even though he was out there saying some assholes. really fucked up shit, he was still being the nonviolent individual in the in the in the situation. Um, but you know, I've said it before, and uh, on a previous episode, and I'll say it again. You know, like, um, yeah, you do have those people that kind of uh, join us something with with. I guess kind of sometimes I, I do think that it's more of a desire to belong somewhere mm-hmm. than it mm-hmm. does uh, actually standing for the specific thing. I Absolutely. look at punk rock. You could go to any show with a kid who just got his first mohawk and his first Ramon shirt or something. You oh, know? That's adorable. Yeah, it's it's so cute. Um, and then later on, they're wearing like fucking like Aeropostale postal uh, or polos and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but but I, I, I said it before um, that you know like. I, I I never actually declared myself to be um, Antifa, but I do see myself being more of an ally to that group. And it, it I, I do think that we all sit at the same table. But mm-hmm. the problem is, like, those other groups sit on a very different end of that table than I do. Um, my personal perception is very similar. I'm, I'm a nonviolent person. I think words are much more meaningful. You know, and I don't think violence is going to get me anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I, I believe that it does escalate, um, and that's where you kind of have that mountain of a molehill. You know what I mean? I think you start drawing battle lines, and people start flexing and arming up. And you see it even like the, again. I'm a diehard anarchist, and I did a lot of looking into different like Facebook groups and stuff. And like, Compassion Anarchy is one that I was in, and it's there's so much infighting. Like even amongst anarchists, it's like I'm an ancom, I'm an ancap, we're an anprim. It's like it's everybody yeah everybody has a reason to defend where they're at but they're only defending where they're at it's not about everybody else it's if true equality is saying everybody do whatever the fuck you want let's all work together get along doesn't matter what our differences is in ideology or ability or anything like just fucking work it out I'm sure we can all agree Um, like if you think back to like junior high or high school you know whenever we all found out what the concept of anarchy was you always knew that one kid who was trying to be edgy with the fucking scratched fucking anarchy symbol somewhere, like on a wallet or a yeah, t-shirt that, or some shit like that. You know I printed I mean? out crime thing shit and distributed it to my high school kid. Yeah, but that's a different concept. Though. I was I'm so sorry. That's a different grade. concept. But, but you know, like, you're not like the lead singer Buck Cherry with the fucking chaos had to on his fucking stomach with the anarchy in the center. Well, you know, it's poserdom. It's not about the symbols well, or the it, flags. No, it, it's, it's not even the poserdom because they don't even understand what it's about. Exactly. Like well, they, they they look at it because it's dangerous, and edgy. Well, exactly. Cool, it's a but... it's a it's a niche click thing to do, and I think it's the same thing with the anti fast and the fascists. Like some white guy who feels like he's being shit on by you know women because he he's not he's an asshole and he's not suave, and then all of a sudden hates women. It's like 
he's an asshole and wrong for that, but all of a sudden it's going to give him some reason to align with other assholes because he wants to feel accepted. Well, I and mean, that, that group thing mentality, like I said, is dangerous. Well, that 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 one's more dangerous, I think, than some others, just because like we've seen the effects of that. That's where mm-hmm. you have your rape. Uh, oh, rapists. absolutely. We, we have that that pro rape group, whatever the fuck. Some they are more called. dangerous. What than is others, this? But... I remember that group uh, a couple years ago. Group? That I'm had the... very concerned. No, <laughs> yeah, no, um, no yeah. we had a discussion. It was uh, that group that had like secret meetings, but they. They were like super like they, I don't they remember were, the f- oh god I cannot Holy remember what fuck. they're called it's insane yeah. <laughs> yeah but like basically they had like all these secret groups and like um people were kind of infiltrating these secret groups just to find out where their secret meetings were just to shut it all down and broadcast it um you know that's where that kind of mentality that's is that it's like that's the thing like is that Really, like it's, it's like one the, of those like men's Pizza rights Gate groups. to me was like one of those like oh fucking this is just the left's version of gay frogs like it's like it's <laughs> it's again everybody wants to come up with a bullshit reason to hate on the other side again with Hillary and Trump it wasn't about what people are good at it's about like they're a piece of shit for this and they're a piece of shit for that yeah. and again now we've got again whether it's a rape group they're just I think that that's I almost impo- that just sounds like. Doesn't sound fucking it, real. Uh, sounds well, like 4chan, man. Well, it's the problem is it it, it, it is real. It, it, it is very is real. Problem. And uh, I mean, you can look around YouTube and you can find people who I'm, actually. I won't agree discredit with it. I'm, I'm regularly skeptical about everything. Well, but. I mean, it, they unfortunately do exist, and I, I can tell you, uh, one kid who actually he he claimed to be kind of a, a member of it, but um, he was that that one kid who. Uh, killed a couple of those uh, women a couple of years ago. You remember oh, before Aaron recording Rogers. his uh, yeah before er, recording his uh, manifesto yeah. putting on YouTube. Um, was it Aaron Rodgers? I, I feel like that. No, that's, it was that's someone a, different. Yeah, I, I can't Fuck. remember. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers. Don't know where you're at right now, but yeah. uh, wrong person. <laughs> yeah, we'll buy you a beer, Aaron. Um, My but, bad. Yeah, like he 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 claimed to be a member of that group. I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that group does exist. I mean, well, there, there so are the people. KKK. It's, there are horrible groups out there that collect together under these fucked up banners of whatever ideology that they defend with whatever fucking justification. But yeah. and those are fucked. Like those don't. We should not agree with or support them. I don't think you you should repress them because I think the repression creates that that opposite reaction, opposite and equal reaction. Where again, you're in Oklahoma here. You guys have a very strong gay community because. They've they've had to work harder to band together because of the Christian oppression here. So, right. and that's okay. Like that, having that strength coming from that is good. But that strength also comes from a lot of people going through a lot more suffering than they needed to. Well, to find so repressing things, I don't think is the way to get them to go away. I think it's. Mm. I mean, you can you can pop zits, but that's scarring. Like I I, I mean I'll, I'll agree to an extent, um, but I do think that there there is a certain. Uh, sickness and machismo in some people oh, that, yeah. um leads people in that direction because i mean like you're you're it's not as simple as uh, uh, uh oppressing a person that can lead a person in that direction i mean a lot of times you're looking at something more deep-seated like a, a deep-seated insecurity a hatred mm, for yeah, themselves a hatred for uh whatever this is a hatred for feeling and uh you know that that's what leads people like that to go in that direction right. i mean i can look at homophobia and, and uh just based off of my own fucking dad um tell you that um well i'll just use my dad as a fucking example i mean i i know my dad is a horribly homophobic person he tried to kill me because he thought i was gay and uh ended up uh getting divorced and it turned out like when he when i was a kid he was uh, uh really big into drinking 
and uh, like whiskey and beer and shit. Like he he would spend pretty much all the food money and rent money on alcohol and cigarettes. And uh, it turned out like my dad was forced to stop drinking by my mom uh, because he went to this bar and get got drunk and he would fuck other dudes. And I I say fuck other dudes when I actually mean he would get fucked by other dudes. And so it was like that deep-seated self-hatred for himself. And I think yeah. that like his alcohol was his, his excuse, is kind of way out. Well, that's out, what I'm saying. Know? The repression almost always breeds a more negative side to it. Like, we see that with like, like um, pedophilia is a big issue right now we're trying to deal with. We, we we're seeing more. What I actually like is the like support groups where it's like, you know, somebody says, uh, I have these tendencies, I think I want to touch kids. If you if you immediately admonish them and just give them a bunch of shit for it, they go into hiding, and that's where they end up busting out later and touching some kid, and that that's ruins that kid's life forever. So it's more about not repressing and forcing, but more about finding a way to support and love the people, even the worst of us. Somebody who you know we think it's like, you know, I want to murder people. You got somebody who's like a straight sociopathic murderer. If if you can find a way to love that person, at least in the most basic sense of they are a human, and yeah. something made them that way, even if it's a natural born, you know missing part of the brain type shit or if it's like how many people again who were who are sexual predators were once sexually assaulted and so i want to stop sexual predators and so i think it's not just about uh directly helping the people who are hurt by sexual predators but it's finding a way to help the people who are sexual predators get healthy because that's an unhealthy trait you see even that like i i can i can agree um and i do agree um i think that uh immediately closing a person out because they have these tendencies, right, or these feelings, um, is very dangerous. I, I agree with that. But I will also say that there's a certain uh, point where uh, leniency can actually cause more danger because it, kind of looking at where we are right now, um, we've been, I, I feel like as a whole, we've been very lenient on racism, homophobia as a society, um, that now here we are at this point where we have to... so. There's there's some interesting work being done by some groups um, started by former neo-Nazi skinheads. Right. And by formers, I mean these are people who made it out of that scene and right. were able to deprogram. Or like and sharps I, and stuff, right? Well, it's no, sharps are the, the sort of the anti-fascist version the, of skinheads. Um, but these are people who are who, who were like big in hammer skins. Right. They were like there's top a big lieutenants group like that right now. And there is there is this sort of group of people who are specifically deprogramming other people who don't want to be neo Nazis anymore. Right. Right. And I I use the word deprogramming very very specifically because the way that they treat what's going on and and how to help these people is essentially like cult deprogramming. I'm dealing with Stockholm syndrome type shit. Yeah, you have exactly. to really work them out of that mentality. Yeah, and so uh, here's here's where I'm at. Right, like I, I think there are going to be two sides to this, and it's it's weird for me saying that because I'm a big believer that there are billions of sides, not yeah, two and, sides. Yeah. But um, it, there are kind of two sides here. Where on one side you've got Antifa, who works as a sort of um, you know they're the, they're the show of force. Um, to prevent you know, on two ends to kind of prevent um, you know communities from getting harmed by fascists and on the other side sort of prevent fascists from from showing off and, and being present in communities 
Um, and on the other hand, you've got this sort of group of people who are slowly deprogramming white supremacists and neo-Nazis and, and, and fascists and skinheads. And I think ultimately the disruption of groups like the alt-right and uh, Unite the Right and whatever the fuck else you want to call it, Identity Europa or Vanguard America, whatever the fuck it's called, um, has to come at the at the use of the latter. I think they need. I think we would probably do better to focus on convincing people out of that, and it's not even convincing, but just like letting them come on their own because yeah, of feelings of, like you mentioned, inadequacy or feelings of not belonging. A lot of the time. You know, <laughs> it's the internet has done really weird things to for better to or worse. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, we, I'm, it, it's it's a fucked up thing. This is not a, a new thing by any means, but like uh, as recently as 2014, like you've got groups like MRAs and people who would classify, you know, self-identify as gamers. Um, who are now alt-right members and it's because they just wanted to belong to something they found 4chan or 8chan or one of the other chans and now they're here now they're in this weird space of being fascists and you know or not even being fascist necessarily but just sort of wearing that uh wearing the aesthetic and wearing the ideology on their sleeves and I do think that there can be, like, you can convince those people. I don't think you can convince the people who have been working for 25, 30, 35 years um, that neo-Nazism today in 2017 is not the right path. I think they've they've decided that this is the path they want to take. Um, And they're more comfortable with it, I think, in most cases than the people who come to it recently. The people who come to it recently, I think we should we could probably serve to do to be a lot more sort of lenient on not accepting of, but definitely you know sort of like feeling like okay, you're completely wrong, but let's let's actually figure out what ha- what happened. How did you get to this point? And not in a patronizing way either. I think that's also important. There's there's a lot of smugness when it comes to your side versus their side and sort of team sports again i think you probably would agree with me that team sports are shitty um but definitely we we have to come to it in a way that's like hey so this is why all this shit sucks and why people are so i think reacting violently to you in in response to like that part of the idea of where it's like you know there's certain people that you're gonna be able to convince away and there's other people who are just like so rooted in it you're absolutely right. There's like I think going to David be... Duke is probably not going to change his yeah, ways. I mean, well, like, and, and like, <laughs> how many, how many of our grandmothers are the sweetest old people you ever meet? And, then, and oh they, God. It's that nice colored man helped me pick out a watermelon at the uh, farmer's market. And it's like, ah, grandma, but like, you know, fuck it, man. She's you got another twenty years at most. Like, we're we're waiting for those people to die, frankly. And even mm-hmm. even my grandma, who's sweet as shit, she's not the problem. But there are other people out there who are racist or sexist and we're kind of waiting for him to die out that's sort of the static nature of progress you know there's i always look at like humanity sort of divided up into and this is again rough generalization everything's infinite but like 90 percent of us and 10 percent of us the 90 percent are very static and we tend to get lost in the again i think all the anti-fast and the fascists all this like group think shit is mostly that 
The 10% are these dynamic. These are the people who actually make changes, whether it's because they're willing to step up and do something about it or because they, inventions, these are the, the bright, the best and brightest, you know, that type of shit. But I personally value that 90% because the static helps our dynamic qualities not grow so fast that we are like Icarus into the sun. You know, we, we get so, you know, our best ideas, people will run off with it and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa reel it in a little bit. So that's what the static does, and so we have to accept that for what it is. You're not going to change people that don't want to change exactly. or that are – and even people who are super rooted. Again, that one – the KKK guys. So some of those guys were like whatever, grandmasters or the fuck they call them, wizards. Mm-hmm. The, uh, they, were, they were rooted, and they were convinced away. You and – what was that one? Uh, Phelps. Uh, <laughs> like that shit. You Shirley <laughs> Phelps. So there's shit like that. Like that that's that's listening. That's fucking legitimate. And it's and it has – I mean, proof is in the pudding. It can happen. Yeah. But most importantly, I think it's important to recognize that, like, we, we are always moving forward. We've always – things have gotten better. Like, like even oh, if yeah. women aren't being paid equally, they're being a lot more – paid a lot more equally now than they were 10 years ago, even 20 years ago. And so we're – it's it sucks that it's nothing's perfect but that's life you know we're moving forward progressively very slowly which is okay because again we don't run into the sun but on some level yes convince people away from bullshit even if it's your friend who has a drinking problem it's like hey man why don't let's talk about this and again not forcing you don't force people into rehab you try and just help but on some points you know you're just waiting for people to die it's that's sort of just the way humanity progresses the culture changes with people dying off and people being born again there's 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 actually a large part of that I actually agree with. Um, I brought up the the decline of uh, uh, the modern Christian church um, earlier, and uh, people are kind of swaying away from that and going the more agnostic road. I don't think people are actually moving full atheism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think thank God all those YouTube channels that fucking would start atheists are almost bad as the Christians. Oh, too. it's like except for the the Bible Reloaded. You, go you love that channel. Oh, God, I love them so much. <laughs> I, I plan on getting their ta- faces tattooed on my body one day. I don't care. But, um, like, I, I do think that people are kind of moving away from that because, like, in, in the age of technology now, you've got the world's information right there at your fingertips. So you do have, like, these older generations of uh, uh, the, the, the Christian folk kind of dying off. And all of a sudden, you've got the kids. Like, I, I know I was one of these kids who would never... Um, allow my grandmother to believe that I was anything other than the biggest Christian because that woman's opinion of me meant the world to me, right? Sure. But when that person goes away, you, who gives you don't have to answer to that person anymore. Right. Now you can be yourself. I know Ellie was the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a really direct grandma. familial respect thing, too. It's not yeah. even about like uh, presenting something outward to try and well, be it's, something that it's you're It's more not. so like not trying to lose, um, I guess, like a, a sense of... Uh, it's it's not losing like a, a a disrespect of a person on a battle that's not worth fighting. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like a, a religious preference or whatever, that's not a battle worth fighting. Um, you know. Even like, like I said, even just my grandma, it's like oh, whatever. Fuck it. You can keep calling them colors for the next five years because you're 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 gonna die. And that and I'm I'll be sad about that because she's a sweet old lady, but. I mean, in it's, the end, it's still better than throwing out the N-word and all that stuff. Well, you sure. Know what I mean? At the end of the day, to me, it's better. The, the N-word doesn't mean shit. If, the, what the problem is is the hate and the malice. Like, that's my... Because, again, colored people isn't a great term, but... Well, it's sort of. Like, now we're starting to use people of color, which is another... Again, all of the, even the terminology constantly changes. So it's not about the words. It's not about any of that shit. It's about the feelings. Are we, are we spitting hate? Are we spitting fighting? Are we spitting violence? Are we spitting love, compassion, and building? Like, And I, I think 
and that that's going to be a very fine line though because like there are people who will find ways to manipulate that oh like, always yeah. but that's like there's there's a there's a big issue with with the sort of um the collection of like or, or the the amassing of social capital yeah. among certain people like there are certain people who tend to try to manipulate their way into communities and try to manipulate their way into a jonestown like it's it's a, a god what was his name he wrote the he wrote a kid's book under like some native american name but he was actually like a kkk member jesus christ and like he was he wrote a <laughs> he wrote a children's book that was like super big in in elementary schools and uh like he wrote it as a way of trying to uh, get little yeah. kids to follow this I, racist ideal. I, I can't that. remember like just what for it the was, sake though. of like how fucked up like. But it, it that that God exists damn. like that that <laughs> was awful. manipulating a line right. though. But people are doing that even again like with the church like the I know a lot of people who are Mormon that have or a lot of friends that are ex Mormon and like the the idea of your conscience like what you feel is the right or wrong thing is you're you're told and convinced that that is God so if you resist it like. Which is like, what if your conscience tells you that you like uh, uh, another the uh, same sex uh, person, right? Like you're that you're early on discovering that you might be gay. If that feels good to you, or you've had the thought process in your head of like, oh, my parents hate this. That that's part of your conscience. So then you're all of right. a sudden, and denying it is the biggest sin you can do. So that's that. It's social manipulation happens on every level. The biggest factors that make it move forward are religion's a huge one, government, and then social movements. Whether it's whether it's, again, like the hippie shit, which is like from the 70s, and I'm legitimate hippie shit, not just as a uh, colloquialism, but from the 70s and 60s, the the free love movement and stuff was great, but it slowly bred into it, everything it decays. after a while, man. It, yeah, exactly. It and that's, it's that's fashion, true. It was sex, it was drugs, and that's really all it was. It lost its meaning. lost its foundation. I think that's, they're fashionable lists, and right. so are their they're anti-fashions. They're, they're all just about the the group think like i said i keep going back to that term but that to me is the biggest danger the group but ultimately think. You it have all comes to think back for yourself to, it all comes back down to honesty though because like everything you you just mentioned like everyone's going to have their own opinion everyone's going to have their own story i know trevor disagrees with me on this point but i've always said like there's a story on the right there's a story on the left and then there's mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle that has more of the information nobody's looking at um yeah I'd agree and, with that. and and so you know it's about being honest and 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 being being willing to not only present but accept um, a, a new information um, well, that's that, that to... may make you feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, may actually put you outside of your 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 zone of comfort, but at the same time, um, I guess uh, allow you to to further grow. Well, I, that's what I was saying. You have to think for yourself. You have to have that introspection because right now, again, with this internet age, we live in echo chambers. All your friends that you're friends with are all echoing the same type of thing. Whether you're in the more fascist or anti-fascist camp, you're going. You're nobody's going around looking for the negative information. And nobody wants to disagree. They want to find the shit that they like. Everybody likes jerking off the to you know Fox News or whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah. Look at those assholes doing whatever the fuck I hate. Like. That's that's not healthy. I think it's more important to um, try and figure out like not only what you actually believe. Like again, have some introspection and figure out what do you think. Don't not not what do you think based on what your friends or what the media or what you see on Facebook or whatever that shit. Have the introspection to have your self thought come from you. I agree. And then use that to move forward. Because if you're going with the group think, 
it's all going to get whitewashed. None of the things yeah. that actually matter, like the, the little tiny details that make us cool and individuals and unique, those all get washed away right. and, and it just becomes a, a, a mob. That's the whole problem with democracy over republic, even on that basic fucking level of government, which is, I mean, we can go on the anarchist rant about that, but <laughs> the democracy, the problem with it is the, the group think. It was the mob, mob rule. If there's enough people who think alike, somebody can get screwed and we need to find a way to make sure that nobody is screwed just for thinking and that everybody's thinking. So it's... Right. It's weird catch-22 and idealism bullshit, but... Like, <laughs> I mean, fuck me. Like, I'm like my cl- head in the clouds, so... When, um, when, when I joined the Center for Stateless Society in 2012, um, I was a pretty dyed-in-the-wool, what I'd describe as an anarcho-syndicalist, which is basically uh, an anarcho-communist who enjoys unions. Um, like a lot, like big into unions. I remember, like fetishizing. I remember you tried almost. to get me to join a union. You <laughs> did. I, I tried to get you to join the IWW, and you're like, I don't know, man. I'm like, that's fair. And uh, <laughs> no, you really pressed it, man. <laughs> no, you I pressed I know. it for a cool thirty minutes. I did. Um, I, I don't. I don't remember a whole lot of of the time before 2012 at this point because all that shit's in the bad beyond. Remember, it was because uh, of the Bora Bora, man. That's where you led me to. Yeah, it's true, um, but. When I joined C4SS, it was a really weird time because this is a group that was known as, like, uh, the way I had it actually been described to me was uh, Ayn Rand loving. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is already looking good. Neo fascist, which they're totally fucking not. Um, just the worst kinds of people on the planet, these big libertarians who are getting money from the Koch brothers and shit. And I join, and it's like th- they're getting 10 bucks a month from like various donors. Um, and it's, it's literally none of that. It was just anarchists being anarchists and having discussions and uh, about different things. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where. You know, you're. I would say you're. You're definitely right. There is sort of a tendency to, to echo chamber. Um, I don't know if I would agree with, to the extent, but I, I would definitely say it is a tendency. Um, but when I when I joined versus what I am now, I, I would say, you know, I gained a respect for markets and for sort of free association, stigmatic action, things like that, um, and some of the things that were not so great about syndicalism, I've dropped away. Like, I've, I've left mm-hmm. that shit behind. And I've made up my own mind about things because I was willing, despite everyone else saying, hey, you shouldn't do this, I was willing to say, let's, let's actually, like, let me listen to what you're thinking about dynamically. To say. Yeah. And it was, it, it was, I recently had to leave for various reasons, but, um, you know, it, it's been a wild fucking five years. Um, a part of this think tank that uh, frustrates the ANCOMs, pisses the ANCAPs off, um, and bewilders everyone else outside of that. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, I just I found it kind of interesting. I, I I don't really have anything else to to really say about C4SS past that. But um, yeah, just it, it's all about building bridges, opening your mind, and figuring out you know shit for yourself and i think that's the biggest difference i mean whenever you're looking at like the echo chamber i think you're looking at people who aren't really trying to find their own sense of identity um and that, that's why they're I trying to they're trying to buy an identity yeah they're, they're, right, they're trying to fit into something once again 
And uh, regardless if that, that belief is sincere or not, um, I can't really make that call. But there are those people who sink into this shit without realizing exactly what it is that they're saying or what they're representing. I think you that's true I mean? of almost every social group, whether the big ones like fascist sure. or anti-fascist, down to, <coughs> you know, kids in school needing to belong to something, and they click many, up, and it's like, how many people didn't ever really like punk music I mean, that got into punk, or how many people, you know, just became hip-hop like heads punk. because Here's it gave them a the group? the all-time low album. It's so good. You Warm. stop it. But all that shit is about, nope. again, the, the humans, we, we need food, water, Paramore. shelter, but we need the tribe is one we always forget. And so right. we, we need to find a way to move the tribe not to be, so we're not murdering each other for food or murdering each other for tribe. We need to be able to have food and have tribe. And that means finding a way to get along and, and work with other people and have your own identity because you do have that uh, introspection. And then not letting it you know take over the rest of other people you're not trying to force right. that on other people and have that like we need to think aligned on these the agree to disagree thing right yeah and like you know fuck people who are trying to actually hurt someone like or whether mentally physically or otherwise deal with that on a one-to-one basis do everything you can to stop uh aggression and uh repression in your community it's the act locally think globally type thing like you got to do it where you can see it to come together to go fight some ghost critter that is fascism as like a whole like an idea fighting fascism fight fascists fight an individual yeah. who is being fascistic whether it's somebody swinging a bat at a, a person of color or somebody some dick fucking teacher who's you know suspending a kid for saying uh, some word that is somewhat offensive but my think I'm, I'm referencing my niece she got in trouble because she called somebody said something and she said what are you mental? And they called that they they tried to give her a bunch of shit about it, calling her like, well, you can't say that's like calling her retarded or something like that. And it's like, but no, it, this is not. You're being a fucking fascist. So again, fight that. And I, I had to hold back because my mom didn't want me to go and get her kicked out of the school because I was about to go there and have some words with that woman because that's fucked up. Trying to like make kids adjust the simple shit. There's no malice there. It wasn't about like hate. Fight hate. Don't fight ideas. Like the ideas are bullshit. That doesn't I mean I think anything. with children it's a little bit different though because There's a, uh, bunch they, of, yeah. they, a lot of people just kind of parrot whatever it is that they heard and eventually whenever that's just the seed. Eventually it'll grow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that's where a lot of that um, but I can't really say that I necessarily agree or disagree with uh, somebody kind of addressing that. You know, because I, I just, I, I can, grow, I can understand what they're trying to do is what I'm trying to say. I just think it's important to water all the seeds that are growing because those seeds are going to drop no matter what, uh, right. water it all with, again, that love and compassion, not the force and the hate and the aggression and all that stuff. All that does is breed more, right? Like, uh, violence begets violence type thing. So right. even on the idea range, not about like hit to hit, but like. I hate you. Well, I hate you more, you know? Yeah. And I, like I said, I try and steer really away from that in all ways on an individual level because it's the only thing you can do. You can't change other people like we were saying. Right. Um, you can you can only offer support and uh, try and, like, you know, be a good person, lead by example, right? And if everybody yeah. does that, and not everybody will, but if everybody does that, we'll be just fine. At least that's the way I see it, but... So what was your second point? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just realized. We've been talking for a fucking hour at this point. Um, and we, uh, wow, holy shit. All right. I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. Yeah. Um, because I've got to pee. 
Me yeah. too. Um, because this spirit bottle is not going to be sufficient. And no. quite frankly, I don't want get, uh, Trevor to get too turned on watching that. Gross. So uh, it'll be yes, a gross, crossing gross, stream gross. that really oh, sets off. Oh, fuck. threesome. Welcome back, baby birds. We've got part two of that conversation coming up next week because, goddamn, that was a long conversation. That was one topic. Way to For go! An hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, that was. That was that was something that was, that was, was a thing. That that so was... I, I do I do want to go ahead and just say um, I really enjoyed our first conversation. I did. And I enjoyed our second conversation in a very different way. <laughs> Me too. It Sexual. was a very different conversation. Right. It was one very was strange. sweet, one was savory. Uh, so there was a little bit of the sweet and spicy going on. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was fun. Um, so we're, we're kind of nearing the end of the episode. We have to. I mean, we're, yeah. we're <laughs> literally at, at an hour and 20 minutes right yeah. now on this one. So... Uh, Holy fuck! I'm forgetting your name, Krister. Uh, oh my god, that would have been a real embarrassment. Bartholomew. There we go. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about your your project and and sort of plug your stuff? Yeah, sure. So, um, like I said, I'm I'm just sort of traveling right now. The new nomad project, as I'm calling it, and it's just you know with no real uh, hopes, aspirations, or plans. That's sort of the point. Is like mm-hmm. don't plan, just go. Um, so I'll be cruising around. Like I said, I'm leaving Oklahoma City here on Tuesday, I believe, depending on like how my tire install goes. Um, I'll be heading up through St. Louis. Uh, might go a little bit further north, like Indianapolis type area, but I'm gonna be going across to DC. I got a buddy there. I'll be hanging out with, and that's gonna be going all up to the coast to Maine, um, stopping in certain spots along the way. Uh, anybody who's along that route, if you hit me up on any of my social media stuff, which I'll I'll spit here in a minute, I'm happy to meet up and grab a beer and hang out with anybody who wants to uh, shoot the shit. Like I said, that's part of this whole thing is that I'm getting to meet all these interesting, cool people from, you know, really he's talking about the mundane shit to deep, heavy stuff like with you guys. So, cool. Um, so he's not creepy. So I mean, no, that's, definitely that's hit him benefit. up. <laughs> we we are currently unraped and not dead. Wait, good, good. The recording's not over. <laughs> well, all right. I mean, well, um, you know, you could, that was a definitely part of the thing you could just left unsaid. <laughs> it's fine. We can't. Put oh, that this is like I said. Nothing. Nothing is left unsaid with me. It's. It's. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna eventually say it all. I was. All right. I was wondering what that. Uh, when that. When that, that twitching in his crotch drop. was. That was. Oh, yeah. that was me. Oh. <laughs> He's reaching at my pant leg, well, like doing like a puppet um, motion. What's ha- You know what? We cannot let this happen again. So, especially with us soon going to be with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah. I have eight percent of my pack right now. We need to hurry the fuck up. Okay. So anyway, catch me on my social media. It's uh, Instagram is the uh, new underscore or the underscore new underscore nomadic. Twitter's at new nomadic facebook is the new nomad and then uh, i have a patreon that's just under the new nomad um cool. you go there support in any way that you can like share that type of shit and then also uh just enjoy it for whatever you can i mean like it's not for anybody but whoever wants something out of it so one thousand um, dollars gets you a uh, porno there we go uh, at one thousand yeah, dollars collectively I, I, i'm definitely gonna bump that to five I, I'm no pretty sure no that's you I already said one thousand <laughs> we've already endorsed it one thousand oh, don't make God. us liars 
Um, things have been a little slow at the start. I was, I was, I've been posting, like I said, videos and pictures and stuff. I'm working on getting uh, dick pics. Maybe doing a like weekly wrap up type video where we'll cover, you know, where I'm going, bike tech, where uh, where we've been, that type of stuff. So look forward to that. Hopefully, I can get that honed in. I'm trying to, like I said, figure out my uh, process for that. But other than that, like I said, yeah, just enjoy whatever I uh, happen to be able to put out there as best I can. Sick. Awesome. Well, um, I, I know. I know that I definitely appreciated you having you or come in and 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 shoot the shit a little bit, um, and uh, I'm I'm sure the audience did as well. Um, so yeah, everybody go check uh, Krista out at the new Nomad uh, in various social media aspects, um, and uh, donate to his Patreon. And eventually, get to that five thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. It's the end of the show, and we we normally do recommendations. Um, I think that's definitely one of our like sort of joint recommendations to check out some of Christopher's stuff uh, and go support him as much as you can or want to. Um, Give him a couch to crash on. He's good exactly. people. Yeah, definitely, definitely help him out as he travels across the United States and surrounds, um, and uh, you know, just uh, sort of fucking let that shit be awesome yeah like i said i'll be going up to maine and then i'll be heading back before the winter time and it's going to be a basically similar route heading back to tucson and i'm that'll be in like a month or two and i think uh i'm definitely be passing through okc again so we'll have to shoot some more shit right beat more dead horses there we go uh we'll we'll certainly have released enough episodes for you to to make a new laundry list so right on there you go um (laughs) cool well uh jeremy what are your recommendations as far as Music, videos, pop culture. I heard you really liked that new U2 uh, single. Um, I haven't listened to it. I know it exists. Um, I have not, in fact, listened to it. However, uh, Death From Above 19... I forgot what 79? Uh, yeah, 79, that's right. Um, have Outrages Now. Just uh, came out. It's good. Nice. It, it's, it's good. If you Very like... Good. You like Death from Above 1979? You'll like, you'll like Outrageous Now. It's, it's good stuff. Ted Leo and the Pharmacist. I'm super stoked on this one because I didn't even know it existed. I love Ted Leo and the Pharmacist. It's like good indie rock. Mm-hmm. It's good shit. Uh, just released The Hanged Man. Um, I know he was going through a lot of like really difficult bullshit. So like seeing him release a new album is really rad. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, throw my own... Um, well, full disclosure, um, I am currently managing an industrial artist who I happen to love the music of, uh, called ne- Cold Neon Fetish. I was about to say, if it's perturbator, I'm going to fucking strangle you. No. Good. But Cold Neon Fetish is really rad. Tell us um, about him. So, I've known, uh, one of the guys for years um really good guy um he used to be in a band here in oklahoma city called uh uh esoteric okay which is kind of like a oh no death rock band i've, I've mentioned him in the past yeah yeah um, yeah um but he went on uh did his own thing called cold neon fetish and he's been working on this shit for fucking forever um he's always been really heavy heavily influenced by just all kinds of like electronic music perturbator um he was actually the one who showed me perturbator Mm -hmm. um 
uh, he's really big into like a lot of goth shit, um, new wave shit, industrial shit, dance punk shit. Um, and so basically like Cold Neon Fetish is like this mad fusion of just all these different styles of electronica and it's just so fucking good. Um, so, uh, he just got a Facebook page up. He's, uh, got a video that's going to be shot, uh, sometime in October. Uh, he's okay. coming up here to, uh, Tulsa and, um, I was hoping we might be able to do a little bit of a Halloween show with him. Because sure. uh, gonna get all nice and spooky, so uh, spooky. That's spiders. something I'm super stoked on. Um, I talked to him. Uh, he might actually be doing a remix of the um, theme song. Uh, fingers crossed that actually goes through. But um, he might actually do a, a remix of the theme song just for that episode. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you have a spooky, scary skeletons. Yeah. Yeah, and but basically we're going to talk, the, and basically we'll we'll just hang out, uh, have beer while you sit there and be a Not fucking lame, and uh, <laughs> we'll sit there talk about fucking industrial goth and horror and all kinds of things. Well, awesome. Um, my recommendation list is pretty short this week too. Um, I've got. Uh, exactly one album that I, I I would like to share with you all, and that is Perturbator's New Order album. Uh, it's an EP that just came out. Um, it's very different from the stuff that Perturbator normally puts out. Um, if you're if you've ever if you've never listened to Perturbator, basically um, their older sound um, is is very reminiscent of uh, '80s John Carpenter movies um, and just sort of like Blade Runner's aesthetic and, and shit like that. Um, but this newer album incorporates a lot more, uh, or this new album incorporates a lot more newer um, electronica beats and and sounds and uh, to to kind of put it in the way that he put it for NPR, uh, he wants to try to challenge the the way that people think about synthwave, which is, uh, I mean, I guess that's that that is all his his shit. So. Um, the only other thing that I'd, I'd really want to plug is uh, the other podcast that I am starting. Um, basically, if you know me in real life or online, you probably are aware that I'm a big fan of uh, Steven Universe. Um, I'm starting a Steven Universe fan podcast. Uh, I announced this on the last episode that I was on. Um, and I said before that was, you died. Yeah, exactly. Before I f- up and fucking died. Um <clears throat> And I, I announced that the first episode would be coming out on, on and around September 1st. Well, that time has come and gone. Uh, the new release date of the first episode of Anarchy in Beach City, a Steven Universe fan podcast, will be on September 15th, which is in about a week. Um, and basically, if it's a podcast for people who like to over-obsess about uh, pop culture and media, or a very specific kind of pop culture and media, um, and, and come up with interesting and, and strange theories about that media. Uh, in this case, for me, the um, the podcast is about how I think Steven Universe is um, an anarchist podcast. And you'll probably laugh when you first start to listen to it, but uh, hopefully by the end I'll have convinced at least one of you. So... Uh, first episode of that is again out on September 15th. We've got a Patreon for it, uh, Beach City Anarchy. Um, 
We are on uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that other fun stuff. I use those social media sites about as much as I use the Terminus Podcast social media sites because I have to be consistent with my lack of use. Otherwise, Jeremy would get mad at me. That's true. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, we'll be ramping that stuff up and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be... um, we are on Apple Podcasts as of this moment, so uh, you know. Hopefully, we'll we'll start getting some listener uh, mixing going on and sort of interactions and feedback and other fun stuff. But I'm gonna stop talking about that now. I really need to finish the goddamn YouTube. <laughs> yes, uh, we are on YouTube. So I, I guess is this a are we are we at the end of the show? I mean, why isn't why not? I mean, you have, I think Christer might have something. Yeah, if it's suggest. it's not. It's I have a YouTube too. I didn't plug that, but I'm working on that. It's not. There's not much to look at there yet, but that'll be something else that I'm also working on. Okay. Do you, do you have any suggestions though? Oh, uh, like uh, music and shit or not, whatever. Not really. Um, you've been listening to on the road. I, I mean, listen to a lot of podcasts myself because it's good. Um, I'm a junkie for it. Like, uh, <laughs> it, like whether it's happy, feel good stuff, like like comedy bang bang. I'm wearing a comedy bang bang T-shirt right now. It was one of my first podcasts I got Only into. Only just the T-shirt, by the way. Yeah, easy that's true. and uh, have fun and ha- pump the happy into your ears. But um, on the road, I listen to Adventure Rider Radio. Is another motorcycling podcast. If anybody has any specific interest in that, and then I like my D and D podcasts. Like. Uh, um, Trevor already mentioned the uh, the Adventure, Adventure Zone, Zone yeah. right? Which is fucking excellent if you like D and D stuff. And then uh, I just mentioned to him the uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern, which is actually quite enjoyable. So mm-hmm. that's what I would suggest. Is you you were also talking about ukulele songs by Eddie Vedder. Oh yeah, we don't have man, to do that. that's, that's rough. Uh, we don't so, have to do that. You, so you, ukulele has never been hurt so bad by go go by pick that song up, Eddie Vedder. Yeah, or pick that oh, album up. I guess. Oh beans. <laughs> Also, uh, if you want to read my less stupid stuff and listen to my, you know, radio show whenever that's available, go check out RenegadeRadio.net. I love those motherfuckers. Go say hi to them. Um, go pick up Kevin Moan and the Reptiles album uh, with the hit single off of uh, X2006, 17 uh, Christian rock songs or singles is what it was called, I think. Uh, police What's state. Um, uh, Kevin Moan, the reptiles. Dot bandcamp dot com. Or just pick up X two thousand six seventeen Christian Rockets. Um, police state is also on there as well. Oh boy! All right, so yeah, this is the end of the podcast. That you guys have made it through another podcast where we talk shit for several hours. Uh, and you've all survived. Uh, so, Baby Birds, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, again, we do want to thank Kevin Moan for the use of the theme song. Police stayed off the album. Kevin Moan, Reptiles, at Bandcamp. Um, all of that other fun stuff that we just mentioned. Uh, thank you to everyone who's been listening to the show, sticking through it. Uh, you know, weird scheduling conflicts and. Um, us wanting to take time off and then me literally fucking dying and leaving Jeremy to his own devices live on Facebook Um, thank you to anyone who has shared the show anyone who's listened to it on Apple Podcasts anyone who has um, you know thrown the show at somebody be like hey listen to this shit it'll give you cancer Um, 
basically, and then they literally got cancer, and then that's horrible and sad. Um, but uh, we we really do appreciate it. Um, you know, your support means the world to us, and the fact that um, you know we're we're doing this podcast as sort of a fun thing um, without any other real uh, aspirations or intentions. Um, you know, to kind of go back to our. Uh, well, I guess spoiler alert. Uh, we'll have our discussion of uh, part two up with uh, Krister, um, talking about you know the best art is art that you do for yourself. Um, you know, I, I I relished coming in at fucking eleven thirty at night to do these podcasts. So um, I I appreciate get getting the opportunity to do that. Um, but you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, The Terminus Podcast. Uh, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcast, The Terminus Podcast with Trevor and Jeremy. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Tender, so, Grinder. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> there we go. All of all of the dating websites. Uh, we're Adult not on OkCupid. Okay we're not on OkCupid. Okay yeah, we're not that sleazy. No. Well, that that's the sleazy one. Okay. We're, we we might deal. we we I we, feel like we're sometimes on plenty of fr- yeah we're sometimes we on plenty of fish. Moco space. Anyway, um, thank you guys Christian so much. Christian Mingle. <laughs> uh, Christian Mingle. Yeah. So for the Terminus Podcast, I'm Trevor. I'm Jeremy. I'm Christopher. And uh, we'll see you, baby birds, next week. Jesus and we love you. Thanks, baby birds. <laughs>